0: This is An Open Invitation, a podcast where Liana and Shiva discuss the possibilities and permutations of life today.
1: Slowly I realised that actually PhD is like, actually like a training before you go to the real world.
0: For the first season, we talked to the youths in Singapore, and so we invite you to connect with their stories.
1: If you want to know whether that, that work is fit for you, like you, you have to find something that you enjoy the suffering as well.
0: We hope that through this, you might understand yourself better and even find that you share similar narratives to those around you. In this episode, we invited Mayfer Xiao. Mayfer is a PhD student in City University of New York. Her journey to successfully becoming a PhD student was not plain sailing. She was rejected three times before she got offers to do a PhD. Despite this, her love for science is apparent and has carried her through periods of self-doubt and uncertainty. Her story is a perfect example of the grit and patience that academia demands.
2: Well, okay. Can we start with you introducing yourself? Like, you know, just your name, what's your age, what you're doing now? Oh, why is my age? Wait. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> don't, you don't want to say, also can <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. Um... Good morning or oh, whoever, hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, <is> this presentation. <laughs> yeah, my name is Nefa. Uh I I currently thirty two, going to thirty-three this year. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm I'm actually studying uh my PhD degree in CUNY, City New City University of New York under Graduate Center. Um and in biology. So uh, my major ma- my major in the degree is actually molecular cellular and developmental biology and the the topic of my research is uh pili in neisseria gonorrhoea so it has something to do with uh, mechanobiology so
2: yeah I didn't know that you were working on mechanobiology I thought it was more like just molecular work in general um
1: because my, my major is molecular, right? So it will mostly be molecular. And mm. then my supervisor is like a biophysics. Bi- biophysicist. Oh.
2: Cool. I Much see. Like, yeah. I see, I see. So let's just say if you actually found some mechanism, you're actually going to look at the mechanobiology of it also.
1: Yeah. So wow. I- and what we like the 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 most basic one that we will do it now is like actually we calculate like the force and the speed of like pili retraction mm. and pulls and interactions like the force of bacteria in their environment things like that. That's cool.
2: I feel I need to take down notes for my own project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can you tell us when your interest in science start started? Oh, my like interest in science.
1: Um. Let me say like I think like I I have some a bit like a fairy fairy tale like like a Disney fairy tale like mm. story about like science like mm. liking science because for me it is really starting since young.
3: Mm. So
1: I think part of the reason like is because my parents are all, all from Samfield, uh, mm. and then So since young like they like they will explain things to me in terms of like how things work. So I uh so like when I was young, I I like to like do experiments and stuff, but I have no idea those are science. Uh, but I think like the real uh turning point when I think that I want to do I want to become a scientist or inventor. At that time, I have no idea what the research means. Mm. When I was in my standard four, standard four in Malaysia, so I have my uh, education back in Malaysia. Started was around uh ten years old. Ten years old. Yeah. Ten years old. Wow. But that time I had a very nice like uh science teacher, and she I think she really teach science in a very unconventional way. So she focused on a lot on the hands on and how to link between hands on to what we read on textbooks. Wow. Yeah, and like, and then she gave us a lot of like little projects. I think because as a kid, you will feel very interested when like she will give us little plants, plants. Oh, so cute! Connect, and then make like help us to make pickled food to understand osmosis. Wow. Yeah, or like uh, keep some caterpillar for science project. I'm sure now you can't do that legally. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but that that's what you do like as fine students like they let us do and I realized a lot of class didn't get to do that uh and I think she also like uh one of the chapters in the textbook is about like the inventors so mm-hmm. I think that time like my biggest hero was like Thomas Edison <laughs> yeah yeah I I know now after we read more, we know like there's some controversial. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's not think about that.
1: <laughs> that time, like it's just pure, it's just pure admiration that, oh, there are right. people who spend their life doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think my first, so my first step of like to become a scientist, right, is actually more on the invention side. Mm. Like, like to create things. Um, see. Yeah. So that is when it started. And then like, life actually starts like sort of bristle. So like I have my interest in science and then I, I on my free time, I do random things, mm-hmm. like random projects, but they didn't really end up in anything like big. But because of that, I sort of like geared my academic, like when I choose subjects, I geared towards the science Uh, for my whole life later on. I
3: see.
1: Uh, yeah, so, in, so that's how I, also ended up in taking life science in uh, in NUS mm-hmm. so I think I choose But well, during my high school I choose between but bi- we have to choose between biology and physics mm-hmm. but I, and then I had a hard time that time because I personally I actually like physics more
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah like I I used to be a very very lazy reader so mm-hmm. like biology you have to read a lot and you have to write a
2: lot <laughs> <Yes, time. yeah. laughs>
1: During the O level time, is more more of like, uh, the
2: formulas, math, three
1: formula calculation, right? Yeah. So, um, by that time, like everyone around us, at least during my generation, right, there's, I think I have never heard of anyone who do research. So, if anyone who studies STEM, they other they either end up doing like maybe teacher or engineer, or become doctor, things like that. So and then that time the most viable like if I study physics, most people would end up become engineers. And my impression of engineer at that time is very funny. So I always thought that oh engineer like I saw my cousins who are like engineers, they just go to work and then come back at five. Mm. And then and I I like because they don't talk about their work, you sort of feel like it is like a way routine work that mm. I may not want to do. Like mm. I feel like I don't like routine work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to do something that is more closely to work in the lab. So that's Mm -hmm. why I choose biology, and yeah, so I chose life science in the hope that maybe I'll become a lab like a technology thing. So that time I I thought like lab tech is the same thing as doing research. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: yeah, yeah, your impression was. so doing the test is the same as doing research. Mm. Um yeah. So I went to NUS to study life science and then after that, uh okay. Yeah, after after you start like life science undergrad in NUS, then you sort of start to get exposed to research because like professor will talk about it. In yeah a bit. And then also like your friends will also start to ask like, Hey, this summer are you going to do intern in whose lab or things like that then that's how I start to pick up uh, I just start doing intern in like different labs that mm-hmm. usually these are like professors who taught you before then you, know, you just email them and ask whether I can just go in to have a look <clears throat> but now at the hindsight I wonder whether like maybe the 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 professor I, like I feel like it's very, actually very generous of them to let us like undergrads who doesn't have any experience mm-hmm. in the lab <clears throat> and it's it is like a valuable ex- uh, experience for me. So mm. I went to, so my first intern is just plainly helping them to do Western blocks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like, like, <clears throat> like, but that time I
2: felt like it's like a very important job. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I think everyone who just like first time getting into a lab, right, you feel like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting, even though you're doing the same thing every day, right? But you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm helping in science and all that. But then, <laughs> After a yeah. while, you start to realize like where this where, where this piece fits, you know, and then you're like, actually, mm, it's not that important. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But but that professor is actually very helpful. She's not the one who is directly supervising me, so I have a mentor who teaches me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, at the end of like the whole like I was I went there for only like maybe one to two months during the summer break mm. and then like at the end she actually like when I talked to her before I left like she actually gives like very encouraging like words I see. like she actually like complimented like even like she she like just the western blog blog that she's like oh you have a very good hands like your western mm. blog load. so like it, it makes you feel like oh okay there's hope <laughs> I understand yeah like, yeah so uh I mean now now when I like reflect back, I felt like this is something that uh I should learn when I give to my future students mm. like sometimes yes from from a like way experienced person point of view, certain things look very trivial and stuff, but your little kind words actually will encourage people
3: you yeah. you've
2: given us like a like a nice mm, overview of. Your, your life story, right? <laughs> so when you started, like you, you did internships and then maybe in the future, you, you may want to have your own students. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But let's start from when you were young young again. Um, so you said that your parents were in STEM fields?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What were they so, doing? Do
1: so they were both teachers. Oh, like what, what teachers? So teaching my, what? Dad, my dad teach, uh, he's mainly teaching physics. And like math and chemistry at the side, like hmm. second major. Then my mom is more like a <clears throat> like a secondary school math and science teacher.
2: Wow, was it? Was it? Do you think it it was advantageous to you that they they were both teachers? Because I'm sure that there are ways in which a teacher can instill some kind of like interest in learning if they are good teachers, which I assume they are.
1: <laughs> I think. I don't know. So what I found out is that like teachers have to learn about pedagogy during like their training, right? So I mm-hmm. think they read a lot of books about like how to teach children mm-hmm. and what to do. So I think like actually I I spend most of my like childhood right playing.
3: Mm-hmm. So like
1: my mom is very specific. She say like that like my when I during my kindergarten year it's all about playing outside mm-hmm. or. Like going to the garden to look at stuff, making mm. DIY like uh, <clears throat> projects. So I felt like when I talk to my peers, that is like an experience that seems to be very unique to me. Like not mm-hmm. everyone has the same experience. Yeah. So I I felt feel very proud about it, like and appreciate. Be, yeah. That I have that experience. Um, in terms of academic, right? Mm. I would say it really depends because even though my when I was in secondary school when you really start to do academic science okay. like actually studying right uh I was also in a rebellious teenager time so mm-hmm. even though my parents are like anything you should ask us anything, but mm-hmm. I was like no
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's normal mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so uh, on the hindsight, it's like a uh, bad management of resources.
2: <laughs> you didn't know as a teen, Mayfa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so but at least
1: I think like if I ever need help in academic, I don't feel lost and like if mm-hmm. I think that because also they are teacher, mm-hmm. if I saw sort a of drop in my academic, like. And if they didn't, they didn't expect me to be like to be like top scorer. I have never been like the top one or two in the school. Mm. But if my if my academic has shown that like sudden like improvement, mm-hmm. they will be very alert way way early on. So mm-hmm. like during my uh, primary school, like when I started to wear my specs, so I have no idea. But my parents is the one that realized that why my grade suddenly dropped in one year, mm-hmm. and then after investing interrogating me for like a whole week. Then wow. they found out because I can't see anything on the blackboard. <laughs> and you didn't know that. I <laughs> didn't know that. Like for me I was just I was just blur. I think I I'm really just <laughs> a blur kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: so cute though. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think it's helpful when you have like people who are aware of what the learning process can be like. Because like you said, you you had this experience where they just asked you to, to go out there and, and explore and all that, which I think is quite like, quote-unquote, like, common among, like, parents who are teachers. So my my, my sister is, like, was actually a preschool teacher. Uh-huh. And then I think, you know, they always think about, oh, how can I best stimulate my child? Like, they need to, like, touch <laughs> things. They need to smell oh, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think people who are, who are not so exposed to these ideas that they need, need, they need different kind of stimulations, right? Then they usually, like, don't get that kind of experience for their kid. So I, I really think that Your your experience is quite unique um, Yeah, that's quite yeah. lucky <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think maybe pe- Because teacher will know Like if they see something is not right They know how to
3: Give
1: mm. uh, the solution But like usually like normal parents There are parents who are not teacher But at least they if they are aware It is still nice because they can like Consult the teacher or someone yeah. Like oh how to help my like, kids mm. But like but if they have no, I like no experience in like
3: yeah.
1: teaching, then they don't know where to get help and what mm. solution. Yeah. yeah. So these are the different.
2: Interesting. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so the second thing that I want to touch on was that you you had this impression about engineers, right? You say that oh, you know, like routine work because they, they come home yeah. from work five o'clock and then like they don't talk about their work and you just assume they're doing the same thing. Um, yeah. at that point, did you? have anyone who was working in a lab to make you sort of have an idea of what's happening in the lab? No? (laughs)
1: Like, I tell you, it's like, I think maybe I was too, so my generation is like the outdated generation. During that time, anyone who studied bio, right, like, seems like the only aim is to become doctor, pharmacy, or some uh, lab, like, I think even the one who worked in the lab test is not even a popular choice, mm. so that's all, and like in my family, uh I have never heard of anyone doing bio, I think in my family, mm. yeah, most of them are like engineers mm.
2: yeah and and then you and then you had no idea, but you thought that it was exciting, and you just went for it, is it
1: yeah 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 so
0: <laughs> the was, you know, I don't know. I should reflect more on why I decided like, <laughs> to apply has class.
2: So well. No worries.
0: <laughs> and now, aren't you doing like a bit of both? Like yeah, bio yeah. and yeah. physics. Right, right. Yeah. Perfect yeah. life now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best of both worlds. You're doing your
2: PhD now. Um, uh-huh. Then maybe we can talk <laughs> a little bit about your process of like applying for a PhD. Applying. Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, after undergrad, so my undergrad, I was not like a brilliant student. So I I know that like, even I, if I try, it is very hard to get. So I thought I would get some work experience. Mm. So so that's how I started. So I do my work first. And then I think after a few years, I decided to apply for PhD. So mm. what I realized, okay, there's a few perceptions that changes that time. Mm. So when I started like when I graduate and then the idea of applying for a PhD mainly is because just that by that time I felt like, oh, I want to go further and then slowly become a scientist. But I have no idea why do I need that step to become a scientist,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> right? So it is just mainly say, oh, everyone will get a PhD and then do work in research. Then, hence, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh so after I worked it as a lab tech and in like different labs, then like I get to work with different people, right? Like PhD student, postdoc and all that. Yeah. Then slowly I realized that actually PhD is like, like a training before you go to the real world.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so then I start to evaluate whether I need the PhD mm. <clears throat> as well. But uh, in the end, I realized I still needed. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, 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 because I, for me, I, I really want to be independent on what I do,
3: mm.
1: and and really have a feel that I can call it my own. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So yes. it for to to do that at least in our in our generation and in this era, mm. era having a PhD will open. Up more opportunities like because if you look back right there are so many scientists who are like who are not even a phd holder and then they they have their own like research and stuff but <clears throat> you have to think sometimes that those are probably what you see is like one in how many thousand people who get yeah. to do that mm-hmm. and uh i don't think i'm a genius <laughs> I you never know i have to go through if I go through the average route, at least I get a higher chance of achieving what I want to do. Mm. So like, yes, maybe some people doesn't need a PhD degree to be able to do a very good research.
3: Mm.
1: But like, if you, if that is really what you want to do, then I realize that, oh, then if I have an opportunity to apply and get in, then why not? Because mm. for students, yes, you, you have a lot of like the supposed like scary story and hardship during the PhD right but from our point actually like yes we will spend a few years of our life like working on it and then most of the PhD program like you are sort of paid like even though maybe you have to do some commitments and stuff Mm -hmm. you are paid and then in the end you get training and then you get a degree Mm -hmm. so you are it's like a win-win situation right So that's when I decided to apply. So I think at first I tried to apply to NUS. That's the only place that apply. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think I applied two, two times, two or three times, and then it didn't, it didn't get through. Mm-hmm. So uh, so and then I, I found out that most of the time, because NUS uh competition is very like, <clears throat> uh, it's very competitive, mm-hmm. and then um, so. I got eliminated right even at the 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 C V part when they look at the results. So at the results so they when they look at the GPA part then i already like out. At least that's what I heard. So I'm not sure what's oh, going on behind the mm. doors, but that's what I heard. So I was like, oh okay. Uh because I always thought that my work experience will help, right?
3: Right.
1: <clears throat> so um so after that I start to actually look for other places. So I think for who least, someone actually asked, tell me that to look at other places, then I was like, okay, okay, maybe that's time to look at other places. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think the first thing that I tried was when the experts tried to apply, uh, I tried to apply for like the German university
3: mm-hmm.
1: at first, because like for them, it's like you just need to take a, like a test, you apply and then take a test. So I think it's not wrong, there's no like application fee for German university. Mm. <clears throat> and then if you want to apply for like United States, which like most of my friends apply to, you have to like go through GRE at that mm. time. And then some of them have like application fee, like you have to pay just to submit your application. <clears throat> so uh, I did try them both at the same time, but because of the timeline, the German one came first. So I actually went to take like exam in Germany before entrance exam oh. yeah. so you so
0: flew there huh? so you flew to Germany just to take the exam yeah. oh okay but, yeah
1: did
0: I they think pay like, for it? Huh? did
1: they pay for it? no 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 oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like somehow it's just a major that like, apply to required in person test so like I have another friend afterwards that I realised that they apply to another program that allowed them to take in like a German, like a center. Oh. Yeah. So I, I, I took the second entrance exam in another major and that that happens in Singapore. So I I think I went to, it's near Tiong Bahru. There's like a the center. GERF Institute. Yeah, just go there and take mm. the exam there. So I think that once you start the application, then you'll feel like it's real, like it's getting mm. real with all the documents and stuff right. Uh. yeah and also my a few rejections from NUS sort of like makes me reflect on what, what do I lack like in my application mm-hmm. so these are the things I see. so I think that time like the for me the struggle is more like knowing what do they want mm-hmm. to allow them to accept me even for for consideration mm-hmm. <clears throat> not like get eliminated at the door because mm. now everyone wants to. Like a lot a lot of people apply for PAC. It's not something that uh a year maybe one one or two people apply. So most of the time there are a few hundred people who apply for the same position that you apply to. Mm. And so you have to send out right. Right. So I think uh that time because of the failure, like the continuous rejection I got from NES, right? I was actually very uh like low confidence, mm. yeah, because like you keep on getting rejected, but you have and then the same reason like they gave you the same reason, so you felt like, oh, this must be it, there's no turning point in my life like mm. there, there's no way that I can go past this, um but once once they allow me to take entrance exam so mm. so because the the whole application process is that like you submit and then they review whether you are qualified for the entrance exam. Mm-hmm. And then once they allow me to take the entrance exam, then I start to feel that oh, there's hope. Not everywhere view like the application in the same way as like NUS. Not that NUS is bad, just that like different NUS NUS different, <laughs> way. <laughs> okay. different way of like like uh measuring. So like yeah. the German university, they they put a lot of uh focus other than your CV is that whether you pass the entrance exam. I see. so yeah so I think in the end what I did I actually have the one that I took in Singapore mm-hmm. <clears throat> but because uh, it's a master de- it's a master degree so it's a free education in Germany so I technically I don't need to pay I mm-hmm. just need to find ways to support my uh like daily expenses mm-hmm. during the master degree <clears throat> then as I said but at the same time I also, apply to US, right? I start to take GRE. So because uh so you have to like so you have to apply you have to think about where am I going because yeah. there's also a GRE or I L. Yeah. Like these same things. Uh I think now these people may not need to worry about it because a lot of university like waive yeah, the requirements. Yeah. Yeah. So by that time you have to but somehow I think for me right I view it as Actually, a second opportunity for me to prove that I am okay. Mm. Like because like my previous record is not brilliant, right? So like I giving me another uh, opportunity to take a test, like mm. is a way for me to show that actually now I'm not as bad as like, last time. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah. So uh, my GRE process was okay. I didn't really suffer a lot in GRE except mm. like you have to memorize some words. Mm. that doesn't make sense and will not use in your life um. <laughs> yeah so i yeah. apply and then uh the getting a recommendation letter i for me i think because i work in the lab so it actually is very easy for me i just get my supervisor or mm. uh, a few profs that i know who can write for me
3: mm.
1: <clears throat> uh but I'm not sure if like let's say for someone who are not working in the lab and then they are in a workforce,
3: mm.
1: who are they going to approach for? Because sometimes it's sensitive, right? If you're applying for school but you're not sure, so you haven't tell your supervisor about it. Mm. But once if you ask them for a recommendation letter then they'll feel like, Oh, are you going to quit the job? Mm-hmm. Kind of uh situation the tension is going so not every job (laughs) may be that friendly in terms of getting recommendation letter you have to find ways around it Mm um then uh so so at the same time when I got the Germany one I also got the one in CUNY Mm right so CUNY is like a like although I have to teach but it's a guaranteed five year scholarship Mm -hmm. stipend so I was so in the end like obviously the one that allows me to not spend more money, right? Of from, And it's like a it, it's like a PhD degree after that. So mm-hmm. the Germany one they require master before you yeah. go to PhD.
2: Most European uh, universities require that, right? Yeah.
1: Feel, yeah. Now they actually change a lot. So like the same uni that I went to, they started like a direct PhD track. Oh. Maybe a few years ago. So I think they. I think they try to accommodate with like other education system as I well see. because not every school will have master degree. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's like a long theater of like applying like how to write your personal statement. So, mm. <laughs> things like that. Oh, yeah. And then I learned that even though like if you are different, if you apply applying for different regions, apparently like the research statement and personal statement, the things that they look at is actually different. So, some mm. they've they prefer you to be more personal, mm. <clears throat> like ah, oh, when I was young, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so dramatic. Some <laughs> um, they prefer you to be more professional, saying like, yeah. oh, you know, I have all these things, and you should you should allow me to do PhD because that's your loss if you don't do that. <laughs> 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 yeah, so so those are I don't know some some people may get hit online, but I think if you. Right, And then you get in Maybe it's like A luck thing as well mm. Just like Just nice When your statement Go through It fits the person's taste Yeah That's true That's true <laughs> Sometimes it yeah. works That way la. Yeah So okay. yeah mm. so That's how I ended up there
2: It's a very long journey
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's application Is very long
2: Yeah That's very true <laughs> But I mean, in wanting in to do a PhD, I think especially when you've, you were facing so much rejection, like what was your main drive? Did you just really, really want to do science? Because I feel like just dealing with not being able to get what you want several times can be so difficult.
1: Oh, okay. Mm, I, for me, I know I want to do science, but I do have times when I thought that maybe doing a graduate program is not meant for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, maybe maybe I have to find other way to do science
3: mm-hmm.
1: after the rejection. But mm-hmm. why I I continue to think that I have to work in science is because I work in the lab, right? And mm-hmm. then I after so many years of working, I I look at like how my work life is, right? So mm-hmm. I have friends who are in workforce. So the common things that when you heard about people talk when they start working is that, ah, it's Monday again. I don't want to go back to work. Things like yeah. that, right? But I have never experienced that. For me. Oh, wow. um, Monday is like my best day. I get to go back to work.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. You've so, you've achieved very great things in life so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think really it's like lucky law, like like luck, like, like, I'm lucky to to work in a place that I I like. Mm,
3: yeah.
1: Right. So, and then uh, and then I I don't know where I read it. So like, someone talk about like, if you want to know whether that that work is fit for you, like, You you have to find something that you enjoy the suffering as well. <laughs> <laughs> like choose the suffering that you and you will prefer to enjoy mm. and not so and I realized that like when I have like experiment failures in the mm. lab, like it's very common, like things does not work. Yeah, very and, common. and I find joy when I try to solve the problem.
3: Mm.
1: Like yeah. So like after thinking, I felt like after years of this cycle, mm. I become more assured that this is the job for me.
2: I see, I see. So just like using your experience to understand that, oh actually, this is what I want to do. And it's okay that I'm Not making it yet But I'm going to make it
1: Yeah Well
2: You have such positive Like Outlook In life It's just like I feel like (laughs) I feel like I take Failure quite Hardly You know I feel Uh, like Is it hardly But Like quite Difficultly uh, Quite hard (laughs) hard. (laughs) Yes Yeah I take failure Quite hard Um, I, I feel like Not being able To get something Would be a representation Of my worth And then I'll just feel like, no, I cannot, I cannot be doing this because it's not meant for me. (laughs) But yeah, I I think, I think I I really see how you're, I don't know, like so patient with yourself in the process, you know, like, it's okay. I'm going to try again. It's okay. I'm going to try again. And yeah, that's something that I feel like a lot more of us could use. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's a bad thing. Like Maybe that's why I take so long. (laughs) No, I mean, like, what's the rush though? Yeah,
1: Exactly. Yeah, you are happy rush. where you are. Exactly. exactly, you are
2: happy what with what you were doing in the first place. So, what's the rush? Yeah,
1: I think that's actually like the biggest like blessing that I have. When I look at many people around me, like mm. I enjoy my work. That's like your everyday life, right? That's nice. So then you yeah. get a joy. So once when, when you when you feel that, then I actually don't feel very stressful or anything. But mm. I, do, I do find out things That I don't like about the job mm. As well Like you know When things get repetitive You know There's a uh, whole list when, of it right <laughs> Yeah yeah I mean, When you're in a circle Then you can't come out Of the circle uh-huh. Or admin work So like uh, Yeah Sorry for any people Who are, who are working in a group <laughs> no,
2: Some people enjoy admin work So I think Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. You, do, you, you really have to find like Things that you like. So, I really not meant for office work. <laughs> like making paperwork and like keying in information is just not my thing. I can only key data in Excel file. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of
2: it, no, no, not for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, so, that's, I don't know, like, but you have to accept that every job has some part yeah. that is just not what Definitely. you like. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but, working, yeah. yeah sorry no no no! I think like the working experience helped
2: me to
1: be more sure mm. about these
2: whole things yeah. there's a lot of yeah. thought in about about just understanding your motivations doing PhD this PhD is not easy um, yeah what about <laughs> me though <laughs> just thinking about my application process I, I felt like I thought about doing a PhD for a very long time so after I finished JC okay um no one in my family does academic stuff like at all yeah and I I come from like a family background where very very few of us went to uni so I didn't have someone to 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 look for when I'm I'm thinking about all these things um but I was fortunate because after I finished JC, I went to this lab and the, the boss was very, very nice. And he was the guy who, um, who introduced me to the idea that I could do a PhD. I've never thought about it, you know. And then at that point, I think I was 19, Then I started thinking, oh, you know, maybe maybe I could do this. So I, I was working in the lab for like two two summers or something. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. Like exactly what you say. I was just doing chemical analysis of seawater, you know, <laughs> every day. <laughs> just like, oh, how, how much phosphate is inside of the seawater, how much nitrates and all that. But I was like, whoa, there's so many colors in the, the water because I was like, you have to, call. they they use um colors, like how how would I say this? But um how deep the color gets after a chemical reaction to measure like how much uh, nutrients there are in the, in the seawater. Yeah. And I was like, so excited. And he was, he was exactly what you say me for. Cause he was like, Hey, actually you can be quite good at this. Cause my standard curve was always damn nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like so excited about it. But yeah, then afterwards I got a little bit bored. Then I'm like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Um, And then I switched labs. Then afterwards, I got super lost. I was like, oh my God, do I want to do science at all? I, I didn't know. Yeah, because I thought that I wanted to do this. And then I, I felt like I didn't like it anymore. So I, I stopped doing science. Um, then I was damn lost. So then I started thinking, hmm, what else do I like? So I like science. I like working with people. Then the next thing I did was, okay, maybe I want to be a doctor. <laughs> then I tried that out because um school um there was this module at, pre- at at Duke NUS that offered this pre-medical module but went there. Oh. I realized the crazy hours that doctors work and wow. like they they really dedicate like, their lives to patients and they they even sleep o- like overnight at the, the place itself in like, the hospital itself and I was like huh yeah, you know what, I don't want to do that <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like I want to explore a lot more Than just do one thing in my life, you know Yeah, and then I was lost again Then after that, I tried um, entrepreneurial stuff Then I was like, oh, this is fun But like, hmm, what kind of ideas should I work on? Not sure And then FYP, I did research again But again, I feel like people are so important in my process Of like understanding what I wanted Because um my current professor is like very passionate about learning and that makes me passionate about learning also. Uh, it's a, it's a different process. And I think in this whole journey of trying to find out what I liked, I think I, I started understanding myself better. So, you know, what exactly about science did I like? Then for me, it was like being able to troubleshoot, like you see, like problem solving, you know, because science is so difficult. Even though like it's supposed to be straightforward, right? But it's really about developing a thought process that helps you answer questions, right? Like, oh my god, it's so difficult, but I want to do I want learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so I think that was my process of like learning that I want to do a PhD. Um oh my God, what was the in, on initial question? I don't even know anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: application
2: process, like, well, application you- process. Oh yes, oh god. Um yeah, but after I decided that, okay, maybe a PhD is good, I hesitated for a while. So I, I worked as a research assistant for about a year to, to see whether I liked it or not. Um, because PhD is like four years and four years is a big commitment and I'm scared of that, you know. <laughs> because you hear a lot of horror stories about PhD. Um, this is I don't know whether this is a good thing or not, but COVID hit. Ah. at that point and then um for my institute we were forced to stay at home for like four or five months or something that was a bit too long for me and then there was a, an opportunity for me to get into a program that started in January the next year so I was like just get it get me out of this place <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> apply for this thing so I would say the circumstances also helped me just that leap because I was afraid of taking that step that's true that's true yeah but um yeah applying for it NUS um applications was kind of weird because I don't think they really focused on the personal statements they just wanted your CV um I guess your academic records your research statement um research proposal and then the personal statement was optional (laughs) but I spent a lot of time in it because I feel like I wanted them to know me outside my work, you know, but yeah, but I I found importance in that, but I don't think the system really looked at it, (laughs) but oh, well, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was my process. Um, I'll be honest. I I didn't have too much of a problem getting in a program, Um, but yeah, but that was my process. Yeah.
1: Oh, I also applied to do and Now that you
0: yeah.
1: know. and then I went to the like interview, which is very interesting. Mm.
0: What was that like?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so like, so like, it is not an interview per se. So it is like a uh, they they let you go in and then have one whole day to interact with other applicants. Mm-hmm. So I think they select thirty out of three hundred uh, applicants. So thirty people was there on that day. And then the session where you will have to interact with other people, and then at the end of the day, you will like there will be I think three three professor who has selected you to like for interviews. So you go to they will, you will take turns to go to all the interviews mm. by itself. So Interesting. So I think they they take that whole day also to introduce like what they have, and then you get to ask questions like the lab people in, in itself. Mm. So like they bring for the I think the morning is like lab tour and mm-hmm. you get to interact with the PhD student or postdoc there. Things mm-hmm. like that. So I think I think that also plays a very interesting uh role in the sense that uh for for especially like let's say I now I, I'm in US right, if when mm-hmm. I applied for US I didn't have the chance of knowing whose lab has what and mm-hmm. how the environment like but the NUS one at least you get to know yeah. like roughly how the VIP look like mm-hmm. yeah Uh, but that is also the interview that makes me realize that may- maybe there are things that is lacking in my like, application mm-hmm. because I-, I met other applicants who like when I talked to them I realized oh they know a lot what they want like specific labs they already know like i want to go to this lab and then they read all the publication that has been there mm. and yeah so i was like oh okay so that's how people do it so for me i haven't like i'm very open with whatever field as long as they like whatever topic as long as they're in a field that i like right so it is it is also one uh challenge if you want to apply for phd because you just apply for PhD in biology or biochem, but mm. then which lab do you go to? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: What topic are you going to study, right? Mm. Sometimes you have to think about it, but you have no idea.
2: Exactly, like, yeah. It's so overwhelming.
1: Everything is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Actually, how did you decide? Uh, so I know I want to do work with bacteria because I think the has worked with me before. So yeah. my previous work are mostly uh, in... Okay, so my first... My first intern is in uh tissue culture lab. Mm-hmm. And then after that I work in a protein protein lab. So like I only use E. coli to express that's my uh, thesis lab actually for undergrad. Mm-hmm. Then to express protein and then we do uh like mass spec and all that. Um somehow because of that I like E. coli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, so after that like I actually stay in like bacteria So the lab that I went to with Liana that that Liana met me actually uh, one good thing is they work on very different things. So they have different projects. So I get to see like a lot of different sites of uh, first different types of research, also different types of research.
3: Mm. So
1: I get to touch like uh tissue culture work, I get to touch like cloning work and like bacterial work. But we work mostly in E. coli mm. And I I don't know, I guess somehow maybe it's a project that shapes shapes me because the more you read, you're like, Oh, this is very interesting and uh, all. Yeah. But even if you ask me now, right, a lot of PhD after you finish, let's say I, now I'm studying Nice gonorrhea right? Mm. And type of but uh I I I still am not sure if like in the future when I do postdoc, am I going to do some different things because I may be interested in, uh, the the forces in a a eukaryote cell in the future. Who knows, right? It's also like one of the things. So Mm. I think sometimes you roughly know what you like, but don't need to be too worried about what you. Mm. Like a specific because life changes and uh, your your preference also change in yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I don't think that's a shame to to tell people that oh I changed my preference. Yeah, I don't think so too. Yeah. Mm. Some people finish PhD and then they realize they don't like research and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. So, mm. um, I think last time like a lot of people were talk like there's a lot of pride because like, after a PhD and then suddenly if you work. At something else, then people were like, "Why? What happened? Things like right, that." Right, then right. now I can understand. Like, it's just preference change. Yeah. Like things happen. Yeah. yeah. So so and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel but like I'm okay. now is that why you're
2: <laughs> making it, you know? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Actually, I want to touch on this point because I was very very lost about this. Also, it, it's so overwhelming to to decide what topic you want to work on so early on you know there's so many things going on and you don't even know what's out there to be honest like I didn't know what's out there yeah and then uh, I think in my head it was a little bit like what you said I thought that once I work on this right I need to work on this forever I I did I wasn't educated about like what the process is like so I was just like oh my god if I work in like bacteria am I going to work in bacteria like the rest of my life then I didn't want that because like I said I, I I prefer to just explore new things you know Yeah, then I was like so nervous, you know, it just, it felt like it was a life choice. (laughs) But um, yeah, the thing that I wanted to touch on was, um, do you make decisions based on the mentor or the project? Because for me, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to work on, but I knew that I wanted to learn how my mentor was, uh, how my supervisor was thinking. Like I liked his way of thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. And to some extent, I, I did like, quote unquote, didn't mind what he was doing. You know, sounds like I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing as long as I'm learning how he's thinking. I can apply whatever he's thinking into whatever else I want to do in the future. Yeah, mm. so the main reason why I chose where I'm working is really the supervisor, not the project. Yeah, but I know it's different for a lot of people mm. because I have a friend who who like chose his lab mainly because of the project. Mm. And he doesn't find that the supervisor is like That perfect Or that great Like because he doesn't Receive that That much guidance From the supervisor Which is a problem Also in academia (laughs) Um, But he's okay with it Because he really 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 likes The project Mm. But that's for him For me I feel like it's important For me to get someone Who's very very supportive who, Mm. Who would want to know me Beyond my professional work But yeah So that was how I chose it Um, It's really based On the person But yeah what about you, Shiva? Which one do you think is important to you?
0: Um, I think it's a bit of both, but I I still don't know. I'm still figuring mm-hmm. things out. I think for for this, I currently I'm still exploring different fields. I think I need to kind of at least have an idea of what I enjoy. I mean, mm-hmm. things do change, but. At the end of the day, I'm going to be working on that thing for those few years. Right. So at least for those few years, I need to like what I'm doing. Yeah. And and then for supervisor, I also think that's important. Having like a good supervisor, having a good mentor, I think is something that I'm looking out for also. Mm-hmm. And maybe it will change for me in the future. I don't know. If I find somewhere that I think that the person is Someone that I would really like to work under, maybe I might be like, "You know what, I want to continue here, yeah, but until then we shall see, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah,
0: I think also like
2: sometimes sometimes the organism doesn't matter so much, so for example, I'm working in E coli also, but I, I really enjoy genetics,
0: you know, mm.
2: so like the bioinformatics of genetics or just observing how um the the, the map of the genome always changes. It's it's like so dynamic, right? I think that's very exciting. Which uh I think for me is more like the biophysics, you know, is it? Both, both and uh, like a bit of both for because like when you're studying the
1: biophysics part also, there's something with the the gene line. Right, right. Because, right. Yeah Nigeria is a bit weird because it changed its own gene. Oh cool not so like the the pili that they have. They can change their gene, mm. And because of that, it will change the force as well. Oh,
2: that is so cool. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like we're just nerding out right now. No, the, textbook, <laughs> the textbook guide during the undergrad about bacteria doesn't do oh, like... changes
1: like, <laughs> like, with their and DNA. so... Right. Oh.
0: <laughs> we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of An Open Invitation. Join us next week for another episode. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPodSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. If you or anyone you know has a story to share, reach out to us at AOIPodCast at gmail.com. That is AOIPodCast at gmail.com.